0: This podcast covers all things health, your body, your brain, and your well-being. Each week we'll be joined by doctors as well as the occasional guest to talk about the health topics that mean the most to you. Uh, Male hormone imbalances and a subsequent um, presentation will be on female hormone imbalances. We're doing we're doing males first, not because we're sexist, but because frankly, it's a lot easier. The males, males don't have as much going on, uh, thank God, as the females have. I say that as a male, and I'm treating females, uh, and 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 the women having to deal with a lot more complexity. So, so we're going to be talking about mainly. We're going to be talking about um, low T. <laughs> We're gonna be talking about low T, low testosterone. I mean, I I listen to a radio uh, program every morning to get the news and the weather and the traffic and all that type of stuff. And there's no shortage of ways to get up your testosterone, (laughs) to raise that old testosterone. There's medications, there's there's herbs, there's botanicals. I'm gonna present you with a little different look on that. There's a reason that um, that your testosterone is low. We're going to talk about those things. There's a reason that it's being presented last. And and actually, the way we look at problems is not that their testosterone is low, but the vast majority of time we're looking at it that their estrogens are high, that the male estrogens are high. This is usually the problem. Basically, male Problems with the exception of prostate problems, which is too much testosterone because it's not getting cleared out of your system, um, are, are low testosterone problems secondary to estrogen being high. And that has a term, and it's called andropause. And when I mention that to my male patients, they kind of look at me like, like they've never heard the term before. So it's the equivalent of menopause. When women go into menopause, then they lose their they lose their ability to make estrogen from their ovaries. Um, it's different with men. It's not that men are, are losing their ability to make testosterone. It's that they're creating too much estrogen. Um, so here's the, so here's the picture of somebody who is creating too much estrogen. Um, Increased body fat. Uh, you're 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 getting uh, you're getting uh, the, the increased body fat around your waist, and um, and you can't lose the weight. You uh, you know it could be it could be from fluid retention, but increased body fat can be um, menopause. If if men start getting what huh, is euphemistically caused as man boobs, so you're looking at somebody who's got like a gut who's probably got, you know, who's probably got a gut. You're looking at somebody who's getting breasts as a man. They're actually starting to get the man boobs. You're looking at somebody who's uh, starting to get more emotional. You'll notice I'm starting to get into breasts, more emotional. Um, I'm assuming there's not a lot of women tuning in on this thing, but just in case there are, women do tend to be a little bit more emotional than men. It's because of their hormones, okay? It's not because they're weaker, it's because of their hormones. And so, so in andropause, a guy's kind of turning into a, a little bit of, turning into a female because these are symptoms of more estrogen. Fat around here that won't go away. Um, man boobs starting to maybe cry at those movies on, on, on television, on, on, the, on the women's channel when you're sitting there with your wife watching them. Uh, low libido, obviously. Now, if you have high estrogen, you're normally going to have low testosterone, or at the very least, you're gonna have a balance where your estrogen is equal to or higher than your testosterone. That's, um, that's not a good thing. The balance has to be, for men, testosterone more, for women, testosterone more. Poor mood, depression, if you have depression, um, one of the many things that can cause that is low testosterone. Your frontal lobe has receptor sites for testosterone. Testosterone um, massively helps a male to have good frontal lobe, uh, um, and, and a good frontal lobe function. Good frontal lobe function is, that's your executive function, that's your motivational function, testosterone, low testosterone, you're not very motivated. Um, testosterone is kind of the gas pedal, so that's, that's motivation, but it's mood. And then if, if, if men have low testosterone, they're going to not be very, they're not going to be very happy. They're going to be more or less depressed. Enhedenia, that's a fancy name that, that that says, you know what, I'm just not having fun in life anymore. It's that's so those are the types of things you'll see. You'll see um, low energy levels. Um, you know, testosterone, I just got done saying is the, is, the, is the is the is the is the gas pedal. Um, if your brain is not getting stimulated enough by testosterone, that will, uh, that will cause you to have um, low energy. We're gonna talk about how uh, some of the most common causes, one of the most common causes of um, low testosterone is diet. Okay, and the same diet that will cause you to have low testosterone will also cause you to have, usually blood sugar problems, usually prediabetes or insulin resistance or diabetes type two. We'll talk how how this creates the high estrogen and the low testosterone, and that causes fatigue. Those types types of dietary regimens cause fatigue. Insomnia, because I'm kind of of crossing over now into the high estrogen, Um, In in high estrogen, as we're gonna talk about again, is is a lot of times heavily caused by prediabetes, in your fats and causing your fat cells to turn estrogen into testosterone. I gave you a little, little, uh, uh, you know, foreshadowing there, and and that pre-diabetes can make you get up in the middle of the night and to have to pee. So it, it'll interrupt your sleep quite a bit. Uh, it can cause prostate problems because high estrogen levels will lead to an enlarged prostate, which will um, which will co- also cause urinary issues. And so that's maybe a first for some of you to hear that that it may be more about your high estrogen levels than uh, than than the testosterone that is accumulating in there because you're making too much what's called dihydrotestosterone or you're not clearing it out and you're not clearing it out a lot of times relative to this estrogen problem and then um, uh, and then cardiovascular disease is kind of extreme but by that time, you usually figure out your, your testosterone imbalances are, are there. But, but, but these can also stroke, it's it, um, stroke, there's a, I, I'm sorry, I, let, me, let me go back on that. The, the low testosterone and high estrogen is highly inflammatory, and that tends to create inflammation that makes you susceptible to stroke and susceptible to cardiac problems. But the inflammatory response that causes the cardiac problems in turn causes something called high cortisol. So we've talked about cortisol at great length, I think two times ago when we talked about adrenal glands. We're gonna mention those a little bit here before we're done. And adrenal glands, when you get inflammation, adrenal glands are like, uh, uh, they control your blood sugar, they control your blood pressure, they control your energy, they control a lot of things. When they put out too much cortisol, what, what cortisol's main job is after it creates inflammation is to move blood sugar out of your liver to try to control your blood sugar. You get too much blood sugar, and the next thing you know, um, and the next thing you know, if you're an older man, you're not getting a lot of exercise, things like that, you start developing uh, blood sugar problems. That starts to, that starts to um, cause you to put on the weight, Get the man boobs, get depressed, start crying at at, at female-oriented movies, <laughs> the the emotional tug at your heart type movies. So that that's kind of like the that's kind of like what you sh- if you're feeling those things, if you're having those problems, if you're if, if, the normal thing is is to be taking a medication for all of those, right? So it's like okay, you know, low libido. They test you, they look at your testosterone's low, so they give you a a low libido shot of testosterone. And that's not the functional medicine world, obviously. Well, you might say, well, the functional medicine world is to go take uh, one of the many products that are online now that will bring your testosterone up, and it will, okay? But here's a problem, (laughs) it's something called aromatization. There's a couple of problems with that and I'm gonna go over them all. It's something called aromatization. Remember that word because if you're feeling all the things that I'm talking about right now, and you're aging, and you're let's I'll be generous and say 55. Although I've seen this and I've seen this in 35 year olds, I'm, I'm seeing it much much sooner. Uh, I think it's because of the stress. We'll talk about. Uh, it used to be you didn't see it until people were were. Uh, 55, 60, 65, but now we're seeing it a a lot sooner. So if you're having these symptoms, remember the word andropause because it's the equivalent of menopause. In, In women, they lose estrogen. In men, we lose testosterone, but we lose testosterone mostly because we are building too much estrogen. How do we do that? So there is, so fat cells, okay, store estrogen in both men and women in women it's a good thing <laughs> okay in women it's it's if the estrogen's im balance in women it's largely a good thing in men not so much okay in men we we need estrogen we need testosterone we all need pregnenolone, we all uh, uh, progesterone we all need all of the hormones uh, and then we need more testosterone in the when we have prediabetes, there's two things that will cause this. Okay, when we have prediabetes, when we have what's called insulin resistance, which you're, you're, means that your your blood sugar starts getting high. Insulin resistance, you're still banging between high and low. You'll get symptoms of, of of high blood sugar where you'll eat and you'll and you'll kind of nod off after dinner. But you also get you'll also get uh, symptoms of. Of low blood sugar, or you if you don't eat, and then you eat, you feel better. Or if you don't eat, you get irritable and shaky, and you want to choke your wife and stuff like that. That's insulin resistance. Then you go through pre-diabetes. The the uh, the low blood sugar stuff about getting irritable and shaky that kind of goes away, and now you just start getting the I'm urinating frequently, and I'm putting on weight, and I can't lose it, and um, and 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 I, I crave sugars, and and so you start getting more. Diabetic type symptoms, although you may not be the diabetes, and then you morph into diabetes. The reason I go through all those is, is because you've started aromatizing in uh, in which is turning. Aromatizing means you are in your fat cells, you are turning your testosterone into estrogen, like like a like a woman does. Okay, and so so. So this is so this is the key to andropause, and and so whether you're in pre-diabetes, whether you're in insulin resistance, or whether you're in type two diabetes, this mechanism starts. It might start over here a little bit at a time. All of a sudden, I'm just having trouble losing weight, and then and then uh, and then one of the things is you start having a low libido. If you're 35, you know you're going to go to the doctor. They're going to tell you. They're going to take your testosterone. They're going to look at it and go, "It's low." Let's give you a shot. They're not going to look at your. They're not going to look at your. Um, uh, they're not going to look at your estrogens. They're mostly not going to look at your luteinizing hormone, or, 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 or in a man's particular case, follicle-stimulating hormone. Follicle-stimulating hormone is that in your brain that tells your testicles to make testosterone. Um, they're not going to look at that whole feedback loop. We're gonna talk about that in a second, why that is important. They're just gonna look at the testosterone. They're going to look at, They're not gonna look at why the testosterone is, is the way it is. They're not gonna look at it that it's probably your pre-diabetes or that it's insulin resistance or anything like that. They're just gonna give you an injection. Or they're gonna give you a pill or they're gonna give you a cream. Here's a problem with that, okay? And, and the same thing with herbs and botanicals that are just kind of like just there to raise your testosterone. There's a time for that. We'll talk about it in a minute. So, so when you get so there's this, how does a hormone work? Okay, You're, there's a part of your brain that says um, it's called the hypothalamus. For those of you who who are a little bit more clinical about these things, um, the hypothalamus says there's not enough there's not enough testosterone in my in my bloodstream. So then, what happens is that alerts the pituitary gland, which is the master gland. It it's the brain part that tells all of your all of your hormonal glands what to do. Tell growth hormone and and and, and a female estrogen and 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 it talks to your thyroid. It talks to to your adrenals. It talks to all these guys. But in this particular case, we're talking about male hormones. So then that pituitary gland is supposed to tell your testicles to make testosterone. And then your testicles make testosterone, the hypothalamus says, oh, we got enough and, and, and you have this balance mechanism. When you do hormone replacement therapy and you see this most in the power lifters, the heavyweight lifters that, that, uh, um, that take it to, you know, to boost their muscle, um, the, the, I mean, these are steroids. Your testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, these are steroids, they're, they're in the body. One of the other things that they are supposed to do other than give men more muscular uh, fullness is they dampen inflammation. So steroids, so they're, they're actual steroids. So you, you have the weightlifters that take them and make the muscles bigger, a bad thing to do. Because what it does is when you're taking an exogenous form an, a form out from outside of your body, Okay. It's telling your brain that hypothalamus It's saying, man, we have like a ton of testosterone flying around here and we don't really don't need to, to, to talk to the pituitary gland. Well, at least that part of it that does the uh, testosterone <clears throat> that talks to the testicles. So we'll just tell that pituitary gland to take a vacation. And when that pituitary gland takes a vacation, your testicles start to atrophy. So, it's been it's been said that heavy weight lifters, uh, um, uh, many develop little testicles because they start atrophying from not making testosterone. Now, I haven't checked that out personally, just for the record. But but uh, but this is but this is a this is a fact. Okay, this is taught in in um, in, sc- in diagnostics in school, and, and, and so this feedback loop gets. Interfered with, and if and if it gets interfered with to the point where you're not making enough testosterone, where 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 your testicles aren't getting testosterone except from a, an exogenous force, they're gonna they're gonna atrophy because they're not needing to make any, so they just start not making it. So it's not a, so I'm not a big hormone replacement therapy fan, at least not in the beginning of when somebody comes into me with something like this, and and so that so what happens? You take this testosterone, you take the stuff online and it damages that feedback loop. Also, the pituitary gland might st- atrophy in that particular area that it's the, where the follicle-stimulating hormone is made to tell your testicles to do that. So you may break down that whole area. I just said that the doctors just look at your testosterone. They don't look at your follicle-stimulating hormone they don't look at your estrogen, they don't look at uh, uh, the FSH, they don't look at all that stuff. So in functional medicine, the idea is first is to test for all that, to see if the feedback loop is even intact. If it's intact, then then you go to strictly a, a functional medicine approach. Now, what's a, a, a functional medicine approach? Functional medicine approach is, I mean, is, is, is to look at all of the aspects of physiology that can go wrong that ultimately result in you becoming that type one type two diabetic or i'm sorry type two uh, um, pre-diabetic insulin resistant person and and so in 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 a classical functional medicine and a chronology class you're first going to look at the person's gut. There's two reasons you're gonna look at their intestines. One is there's something in your intestines called beta-glucuronidase. And if that beta-glucuronidase is not, if it's high, you're not clearing your estrogen. So let me step back one more step here. Here's, how it, here's what's supposed to happen to a hormone. You're supposed to make it, it's supposed to get used by your testicles, you're to, you're to make, and, and you make your testicles, you make sperm, um, and then uh, and then it gives you strength and it helps your frontal lobe and it does all that stuff. It goes to all those receptor sites and, and it dampens inflammation. And when it's done being used, then it needs to be cleared through the liver, through the gallbladder, into, but through the intestines, and then out into the urine and or out into the feces. That's the normal life of, of, of testosterone. And if any of those things are blocked up particularly the liver gallbladder and the intestines you're going to have a you're going to have a problem because you're not clearing and if you have constipation you're you're and you're not detoxing that that hormone is not getting into the toilet where it belongs it can be reabsorbed in your intestine okay but there's back to the beta glucuronidase in a female the estrogens are supposed to be cleared that way. Well, we have estrogen as males, and they're supposed to be cleared by this beta-glucuronidase enzyme in your intestines. If that's high, then you're not going to clear it. Your estrogen is going to go up. Your estrogen-testosterone balance is going to is going to go off, and you're going to have a problem. You're going to you're going to have a uh, you're going to get all these symptoms. You're 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 going to think that your testosterone is low, and you're going to get um and you're going to take and you're gonna take testosterone. And if you keep taking testosterone over a period of time, it's actually going to increase this problem because what happens when you get the testosterone, right? When, you, when, when you're taking the testosterone, the normal flow of testosterone is you make it, then it has to go to the cells and be used before it gets cleared. Well, it has to hit the cell, the testosterone, the cell has to open, it has to go in. if you keep taking hormone replacement therapy normally you're not going to be able to gauge it exactly correctly for what your body needs the way your brain can by assessing the balances in there so so when you take hormone replacement therapy and this goes for women too with their estrogen if you if if you keep doing the testosterone and the testosterone keeps hitting this receptor site eventually this receptor site becomes resistant to opening and letting the testosterone in. So then it stays out here. When the testosterone stays in your bloodstream and it's not getting into the cell, you get the same symptoms as though you are not taking any testosterone. Does that make sense? You get low. So whether you have low testosterone or high testosterone, you get these, these same symptoms. You get symptoms of not having enough Testosterone. I hope that's not confusing. I, I hope that was pretty clear. So you ha- so and then it's about testosterone estrogen balance. If you have a bad gut, the other then you're not clearing your estrogens. If you have the, uh, too much beta glucuronidase, so that needs to be checked. Uh, yeah, you know I do a gut panel on people that have that test whether they have high beta glucuronidase. If you have if you have um, another aspect of the gut is if you have um, these endotoxins, they're called called lipopolysaccharides. So these are bad little buggers in your intestines. They're bacteria that are in your intestines and they literally are now being labeled in, in the literature as being obesogenic. In other words, if you got them, if you got these lipopolysaccharides and you have a leaky gut and they get out of your leaky gut, they cause you to be fat because they alter the ability of your body to produce. To a second is you look at the you look at the intestines, okay. You're gonna check the intestines first. Do they have lipopolysaccharides? Do they have this beta glucuronidase? You're gonna look at the liver. Why? Because every because testosterone is supposed to be getting cleared through the liver. If it's not getting cleared through the liver or the or the or the, or the gallbladder, then then you're going to not. Then, then it's going to get stuck in your liver, and and and, and you're not going to be clear And then that's going to go into your, um, and then that's going to go into your fat cells. And if you already have this process of pre-diabetes going on or on your way to it, that's going to turn more testosterone into more estrogen. You're going to look at blood sugar for obvious reasons. Okay, so you're going to look at blood sugar. You're going to look at gut. You're going to look at liver, gallbladder, and, and you're and you're going to look at essential fatty acids. Why essential fatty acids? Essential fatty acids have a lot to do with um, uh, they have a lot to do with um, sensitizing the receptor sites so that the so that the testosterone you have does get in to the cell. And so if it's in the cell, it's not going to be out here. If it's out here, you're not going to be getting too much of it in your fat cells. It's not going it's not going to interfere with that delicate balance between your brain and your testicles that's going, this is exactly how much testosterone I need. So basically um, the things you look at are pretty interesting. The things you look at are in addition to that are pretty interesting. Um, Obviously beyond the, so just to say, just say, so if you you look at all of those processes, uh, if you look at all those organ systems and and, and you find that they're not right and you correct them, a lot of times a person's testosterone goes normal. Like most of the time their testosterone goes normal. When does it not go normal? It doesn't go normal when that feedback loop is broken. Sometimes if you catch it soon enough, you can use herbs and botanicals to get the follicle stimulating hormone to start you know, making itself again in the pituitary gland to get the testicles start, start working better. Um, and so, so so one of the things is you look at all those. So you wanna reduce body fat, you wanna start exercising, you wanna do like the old 10,000 steps a day thing or something like that, whatever works for you. If you have the lipopolysaccharides, you're not gonna lose weight until you get those under control. That's another whole presentation. So you're looking at the gut. We, do a gut. we do a gut panel that tells us whether that's there. You have to decrease stress. You have to decrease stress. Stress, uh, as I stated before, and I said I would get back to Um, when your adrenal glands are under strain that's where when you're stressed your brain is telling your adrenal glands to make a lot of hormones to put you in fight flight so you can handle the stress when you're in fight flight for a long time you're stressed a lot one of the things that happens is it puts out a lot of something called cortisol when you're under stress your body's trying to put more trying to take sugar out of your liver there's a lot of there's a lot of sugar stored in your liver for the purpose of (laughs) fight flight. And it takes the sugar out of your liver and it puts it into your muscles and it puts it in your bloodstream and it gives you more energy, it gives you more strength. But if you're stressed over a long period of time and that cortisol stays high, your blood sugar is gonna keep staying high. That's gonna cause the insulin resistance. That's gonna cause the the aromatization. Testosterone down, estrogen up in the aromatization there. Stress is a big one. You know, it was one that interested me because I'm, I'm thinking back to a seminar that I went to was uh, these EMFs, these uh, these frequencies that people talk about that we think is a joke, but they're now not thinking that having your cell phone in your front pocket is a joke anymore. Then I had a, a, a picture that I was showing somebody the other day on what a cell phone does to your brain when you stick it up here. And, and it showed that in a, in a in a, in a child, I mean an adult, this entire part of the brain is affected by those radio frequencies that are coming out of the cell phone. There was another video that showed in a or another MRI CAT scan, uh, it was neither one of those, it was an electrical magnetic uh, scan, and and it showed that if you put the if you put this cell phone here, this amount of, of the brain is affected when you're putting the cell phone there put um, the cell phone in your pocket, <laughs> there is strong evidence that it can, it can decrease testosterone. Um, uh, so you might want to look at that if you, particularly if you have your cell phone, it, even in your back pocket, but particularly if you have your cell phone in the front pocket, uh, it's something to look at. So uh, these are, these are kind of the main things. If, 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 if you do the main things, you, you fix the gut, you fix the gallbladder if it needs to be fixing, you fix the sugar, you fix the intestines, you fix the essential fatty acids, and there's still a problem, then there are numerous uh, good products that will um, that will take down the high testosterone, I mean, I'm sorry, the high estrogen. And, and I would wait until, as a practitioner, until we did all the other things, because I would say easily, 70% of the time, if we do that first, the person's testosterone and estrogen levels are gonna be restored. If they're not, it's because there's some atrophy taking place, but maybe not enough to where you can't recover the, the, uh, um, the testicles and that feedback loop. So then you could actually take some supplements that will decrease your estrogen. I would decrease the estrogen, not give you something to boost your testosterone. Decreasing the estrogen in a male is normal. Increasing their testosterone artificially is not. It, it messes with that feedback loop. If in the end, that's what needs to happen, and and you can pull it off. It, it, that increasing your testosterone is what needs to happen. You can pull it off with herbs and botanicals. Once everything else is taken is is handled, you can you can use use herbs and botanicals, and then. And then, if, if all, if none of that works, then you probably need to have like some sort of hormone replacement therapy, uh, which is not a great thing uh, in the long term. But uh, but if you understand this process, then you will understand that that's something that you don't need to do. Um, that's it. I think this will conclude the episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please leave a comment and subscribe. Thank you.